0: Double Feature presents Pick 6. The guys make a top five list and add one more. Road trips, war movies, more death scenes, and you know it, beer. Tell us your picks, guys.
1: I have a list. I don't have anything written on the list. Bullshit. You can wing it. You're drunk. You think so? Yeah. Hold on. Well, if that's going to be the case, then I need to have one. (laughs) Give me a sec. If you're going to make me do it, give me five minutes. No. No. You have to do it now. Okay. Since you won the coin test, you go number six.
0: I get to go first? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Sweet. My number six, movie soundtrack. Soundtrack? Soundtracked.
1: Soundtrack. There's no T at the end, so it's soundtrack. There's no T in baseball.
0: The number six for me, movie soundtrack... <laughs> Is Purple Rain.
1: I don't have Purple Rain at all on my list, so you won.
0: It's hard to say if... I'll leave now. It's hard to say if that... (laughs) Does that movie accompany that soundtrack, or does that soundtrack accompany that movie? That movie accompanies that soundtrack.
1: Do you think so? Well, I I have to be honest with you. I've never seen Purple Rain. Oh shit! But I know the soundtrack. It's that's '84, right? Yeah, it's '84. It's very '84. It's
0: it's it's. it's, I think they both have to exist together. It's that movie serves the soundtrack, and the soundtrack serves the movie because it's one long music video for that entire album. Mm -hmm. It's almost a musical. When you think about it, it's like they don't break out into song in the same way like that they do in Oklahoma or anything like that. The the music is either a music video montage kind of thing or it's stage performance stuff, but it's still
1: sort of a musical. The Purple Rain song, I never really appreciated it as much as I did when we were working together a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Which – which job? Well I just was choosing not to say. <laughs> when they did like Music Fridays oh, yeah, or whatever. Friday, Friday, picked, Friday rock your yeah, face off. Yeah. Friday rock your face off and they pick I don't know who picked um Purple Rain. I don't know if it was you. It may may have been, may not have been, but and that was the first time I really seriously listened to that song, and then Man. it played the guitar solo and I was like, This is amazing. That's, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um So Purple Rain is my number six. Um I want you to know number one. Not number six, that we're going to play more tracks on this one because I feel it appropriate to sting mine because if you're going to make me impromptu because you think I'm drunk. I didn't make you. Yeah, you made me. You heard You made me in five minutes and I did. But um, number five is this.
0: doesn't make you smile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is very nostalgic, but this is what the 80s was to me. Was soundtracks that made you feel the movie. And this one, sure. like or it made you relive the movie in your mind. Mm. I didn't have this one, but I went over to a friend's house up the street uh a year after the movie came out and he's like, "Oh, this is awesome." And he played Axel F. F. Yeah. By Harold Faltermeyer. And it's just, it just throws, it takes me back. It throws me back. <laughs> it throws me back to 1984, 1985, or whenever it was that I finally saw Beverly Hills Cop. It's, it's very nostalgic. And it has a couple other righteous, you know, it's got a great Glenn Fry song. It's got a great Pointer Sister song on it as well. Uh,
0: Neutron Dance. Neutron Dance. God, and that's then, a
1: song. um, what is the Glenn Frey song? Is, um, the, heat is on. the heat is on, which is the opening yeah. like credit sequence, right? Yeah. And then the chase sequence is the Neutron Dance. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, burned in my brain. I can't not include this movie as that's a great, my that's, top. That's a great s- pick. You know, big six like soundtracks. It's eighties forever, man. It's 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 <laughs> <laughs> with my devil horns. With Prince,
0: <laughs> Prince, Purple Rain. Uh, Harold Faltermeyer.
1: I mean, he's he scores two other movies that are are very much a part of Fletch. my lexicon: Fletch and then Top Gun. Oh,
0: he did Top Gun. He did Top Gun. Oh, okay.
1: After 1985, I don't know if he did anything else because <laughs> 85 was Top Gun and 85 was Fletch. So I have no idea if he had a career after Maybe that.
0: Maybe he invested well and he's. But he did at least well. three
1: movies that are permanently burned in my brain. So that's your number six. That's my number six. My number five, this is hard for me because normally
0: you get to go first, but my number five is the Lost Highway soundtrack.
1: Oh, Nine Inch Nails did that, right? Trent, or did, or Trent, they were on well, it. Trent, oh, Trent, Reson- Trent, okay. He had a lot
0: to do with it, yeah. Like uh,
1: Nine Inch Nails were on there, Romstein was on there, Marilyn Manson was on there.
0: Um, it's a perfect sort of musical companion f- for a late 90s David Lynch romp. Not romp,
1: but David Lynch it has been a long time. God,
0: I love Lost Highway. It's so good. It's
1: been a long time. I recently rewatched, I got uh, the Criterion version of Mulholland um, well, Drive. Drive <laughs> and oh, I forgot how much I really love that movie. And this has nothing to do with soundtracks now. But um, (laughs) there was like a Slate.com article that went into like before they really started pushing fan theory stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And it just said, do this, this, and this, and this, and this leads to this, and this is why this happens. And when you read it, you're like, what? And so that's that's that. But- uh, David Lynch
0: has gone on record as saying as
1: Lost Highway. Was that the perfect drug? You were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. God, it's yeah. been a while since I have I remember that song. That was huge. 97. Uh,
0: okay. Now, David Lynch has said that the Lost Highway takes place in the same universe as Twin Peaks. Okay. So whatever that means to you, but to me that means that Trent Reznor and Marilyn Manson exist in the same world as Laura Palmer. Okay and i don't know it just makes it cool to me an agent cooper but an agent dale <laughs> cooper but the the soundtrack to that is it's so it's it's what's well, it's it's a very it's like a it's like a album Nails.
1: trent reznor was industrial or that was his kind of genre to yeah. begin with but. And it's not
0: the last time trent reznor will come up on this list but uh yeah.
1: yeah my number my number 5 is
0: uh trent reznor and others on the lost highway okay what is
1: your number Five? My number five goes like this.
0: Now that's from Iron Eagle, correct? <laughs> <You>. <laughs> I
1: hate you. I don't even remember the last time I watched Iron Eagle, but uh, I probably watched Top Gun at least a couple of years ago because so I'm did all I. for the homoerotic. God, it's a terrible movie. It's a terribly awesome movie, is what it is. No, it's just a terrible. No, movie. maybe, but I still, I, I can't not watch it because of how nostalgic it is for me. I wanted to be a Navy fighter pilot because of that movie for at least twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that it's, soundtrack, Kenny to Loggins, me Kenny was Loggins huge.
0: was the soundtrack machine yeah, for the eighties.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. because he did the Caddyshack, he did Flashdance, not Flashdance. Um, what is the other Footloose? Footloose, the other F movie. <laughs> <laughs> Footloose is what I meant to say, in the. Word that came out was Flashdance, which Kenny Loggins had nothing to do with, um, but it still sucked. So, yeah. uh, and then um, he did Caddyshack 2. He, uh,
0: did he? He did. This, he did the song for Caddyshack 2. Don't that no one remembers. He closed out. Uh, no, uh, fuck most, you. Uh, I remember that song. That most people don't remember. He closed out the decade. He opened the decade he, and closed the decade with Caddyshack. So he clo- he opened with good
1: and closed with shit garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he did – he had the – if I remember correctly, there's like a two-and-a-half-hour documentary on Top Gun, which actually is quite interesting if you want to waste two-and-a-half hours. Whew. You have nothing else to do. Where can, where can, where can I find it He credited that? that these two – the two songs that he wrote – I don't actually think he wrote these songs. He performed these songs. I don't think he wrote most of these songs. He may have written the lyrics. I don't think he wrote the music. But those two songs were his biggest hits ever. Wow. So That's really fucking sad. It's, <laughs> That's but he, really fucking f- sad. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean,
0: whatever. He's, you know, not listening to this podcast
1: in a massive mansion. Well, we're never going to interview Kenny Loggins now because what of he, how fucking f- sad he is. So that was your number five? five. That was
0: my number five. So mm-hmm. my number four is probably the one where we're gonna cross over.
1: I don't know if I saw it until I was able to rent it, which may have been six months from when it came out. So it maybe well, nine it came months. out in '94. I don't remember what the time limit was between theatrical release and when they actually released nine,
0: it. Nine months?
1: Six or nine yeah. months. But that's very that end was of high the, school, beginning of college for me.
0: The cool soundtrack. If
1: you didn't have that one, I mean, Lisa said that this one and one other one played a lot at the hostel she was staying at when she was in Scotland overseas. And, um, she can't listen to it now because of how much it got played.
0: <laughs> what was cool about this soundtrack too was for Pulp Fiction. Obviously, if you don't know, it's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's Pulp Fiction <laughs> is
1: your number.
0: That's my number four. Four. Wow. Um, is it include... The number, my number four. It's it in, not
1: important enough for you, apparently.
0: It in, no, it's... There's... I mean, there's some... Okay. All right. It... Uh, if you've seen this movie... Right. Any number of times, it... You can watch this movie in a fraction of the time by listening to the soundtrack.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's like you're reliving it in your brain. Yeah. While you listen to the Tarantino soundtrack. Because Tarantino is so good at marrying those needle drops with scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they're not mainstream. Scorsese loves Stones. Scorsese will use the Stones.
1: Everybody Scorsese uses um I'm trying to think of the name of the song and I can't think of it now, but he uses specific Stone songs more than once I think too
0: yeah and everyone can relate to that song right but these are less these are more obscure songs less known songs on, mm-hmm. on, on the Pulp Fiction I soundtrack.
1: love that closing track is that still Dick Dale? I think so uh,
0: I forget it may it be,
1: it may be the same as the opening credit Miser- song uh, the opening credit Miser- is Misery Lou Misery Lou yeah and I know that's Dick Dale and I'm thinking it might be the same artist I'd have yeah, to look I can't but, remember don't uh, look at the, whatever you do. Don't look at the CD that you put into your computer. It's, to still, in,
0: it's still in the computer. and doesn't have that information <laughs> on it. the uh, The coolest thing I thought about that soundtrack was I'm, I'm I'm the kind of guy that I still buy CDs and I are vinyl and I read liner notes, right? And always have been. And um, Quentin Tarantino uh, in the thank you section of the soundtrack to Pulp Fiction, he thanks Kurt Cobain and gives him a rest in peace sort of shout out, mm. which I thought was pretty cool. That is. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew the two of them were They probably weren't. In any way related. This is my cousin Kurt. <laughs> anyway related. <laughs> so Pulp Fiction's my number four. What's your number three? Uh my number three sounds like this. <laughs> Yes, the haunting love theme from Cobra Commander.
1: <laughs> so you're not sure what that one's from? That's from Drive, featuring Ryan Gosling, yes. um, Nicholas Wynn, Frank. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. <laughs> the director, Spider, Spider. His uh, <laughs> Spider, Spider. Uh, his film Drive is very much almost has a very retro 80s feel, and the like half the soundtrack that are like pop songs that were recorded specifically for the soundtrack have a very 80s feel to them. Oh, okay, it a lot of it, honestly, you've seen Thief not too long ago. It kind of yeah. has at least that feel, that oh, opening kind of okay. has that same feel. The soundtrack is kind of very. Thief and 80s feel as well. It's Driving, early to Sin mid. Thief. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thief is so good.
1: Yeah. God. Drive is actually quite, quite good. I think you would enjoy it if you haven't seen it. I haven't. Yeah. So that is Drive is my number what? Three? Number two, four? Be,
0: that would have been your number four.
1: Four. That's
0: right. My number three is the singles soundtrack.
1: That's a good one. And I listen.
0: is essentially a sampler of Seattle-based rock music after Seattle-based rock music was popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got everything on that soundtrack. You had Mudhoney, you had Pearl Jam, Soundgarden.
1: Allison Chains were in it, right? Alice in right? Chains yeah.
0: were on there. Jimi Hendrix was on there, because he's a little-known fact. Maybe not a little-known fact, but glossed-over fact. Jimi Hendrix is a Seattle-based uh, guy um, no nirvana nirvana opted to not be on there because kurt cobain was in the height of his popularity uh heroin addiction oh <laughs> the other one that one. <laughs> the other side uh and wasn't uh wasn't wanting to play ball and be be known for that um it's, uh, mother love bone is on there with my second favorite mother love bone track okay uh, chloe dancer crown of thorns paul westerberg is on there Smashing Pumpkins. It's a who's who of the 90s.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like 91 or 92, The movie was from 92. Okay. Yeah.
0: And a little known fact, um, Friends is based off of this movie. Changed enough that they don't get sued. Um, But the whole fountain thing and the group of friends and the big city, they literally moved it across the country, changed enough of the character. Right. um, Well, the characteristics of the characters so as not to be... Um, what do you want to say? Sued? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Cameron Crowe did notice, and he mentioned it more than once. But um, the single soundtrack is my number three. What is
1: your number three? My number three. My number three. Your number three? My number three sounds like this.
0: K. Billy Super Sounds of the 70s weekend just keeps on coming with this little ditty that reached up to 21 in May of 1970. The George Baker Selection Little Green Bag. So... Is it Death Proof?
1: No. You got the right director.
0: Shit, what is it?
1: Reservoir Dogs.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one,
1: before Pulp Fiction even came out, well, literally and literally, (laughs) I remember house sitting, yeah, I mean, yeah, steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. Uh, I was house sitting for a friend and they had a couple of pets there, but you know, I just could stay there and watch whatever I wanted to and do whatever I wanted to do. And so I rented a ton of movies. And Reservoir Dogs is one of them, and I was like, "God, man, this soundtrack is amazing! It's just so eclectic." Yeah, and yeah. like early seventies, mid seventies that I wasn't really familiar with. I kind of know maybe one or two songs, sure, but sure, you know, sure. but oh, the little green bag—that's the one where they play when they're walking down for their opening credit sequence. Yeah, jump cut. Yeah, the jump cut. Yeah, yeah. Jump cut. Yeah. yeah. I could Right I after that. I
0: knew it was Tarantino. I couldn't place it. Yeah, and that Stephen Wright being and the- I'm glad the
1: Stephen Wright clip played because I was hoping when I pulled this that it actually had the Stephen Wright intro because that's so much a part of almost any Tarantino soundtrack that you have is it has parts of either the dialogue of the movie or Stephen Wright playing the DJ the of the music before the song started is just as much influential and... A part of that soundtrack is the song itself. Totally, yeah, very I much agree. so with Reservoir Dogs, and that's why that one uh, makes my number three.
0: That's your number three. That's my number
1: three. So you have a number three.
0: My number two. Oh, yeah. My number
1: two. Yeah, that's right. I made you go first. Tom. Yeah, I went first. Name. Science fiction double feature. This creature Darkness has conquered Rabin Janet.
0: My number two is the cult classic Rocky Horror Picture Show. On track. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I have since I was ten. Uh, it's sure it's a, it's a musical, but it's like a rock and roll opera musical. It's more than that, you know. It's the songs are kind of vamp and camp and, and homoerotic or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to say. But okay, it can't be over the top fifties infused seventies glam rock. That's that's what it is. And my copy, my vinyl copy, is on red vinyl. My my CD copy that I've had for about twenty years, it needs to be updated. Uh, but Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, there's scarcely scarcely a song on there that I'll skip. I don't. I feel like that you haven't said anything. It's probably not really on your radar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just not.
1: I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, Never I, have been. I'm fair enough. You know, but I appreciate. The contribution that it's made, sure, it's it's a weird little and I know, I know the songs, you know, it's been in the lexicon of our pop culture for the past 40 friggin' years. So, came out in
0: 1975,
1: you know, so it's uh, I know what they're from, I just don't personally identify with it, gotcha, but I don't discredit it either, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's a good by your, li-
1: by your blank look on your face, <laughs> we're gonna go to your uh next selection.
0: <laughs> it's it's just it's a good Friday or Saturday night record in my house. It's that you just can't have a good time. You can't not have a good time if that record is on. Right. So Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack, that's my number two. What's your number two?
1: My number two is very similar to your number four and it sounds A little something like this.
0: What I'm gonna find. So your number two is the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Yeah.
1: That would be correct. Beautiful. It's almost like we've already talked about it before. (laughs) <laughs> but I felt it necessary to play a track regardless because yeah, You
0: cheated a bit. That's that's okay.
1: You know, I made you think maybe it was something different, but it wasn't because it's an influential album and uh it'll always be listed somewhere on my iPhone or in my car somewhere.
0: That uh that song always makes me want to And it was
1: annealed by the way our discussion be- while we were recording that bit It's a Neil Diamond song first. Really? Yeah, it's a remake. Wow. It was a remake. Okay. I was thinking it was another band that uh, spoke of women that were not of legal age yet, that Mm. my wife knows a lot of different bands and or artists that, or not a lot, but knows a few where it's like, these are are songs about women that aren't old enough to... Really have relations yet, but they want to have relations For with you. For fourteen ninety five, you can have the statutory rape collection <laughs> from Time Life Books. Exactly, uh, but no, this was Neil Diamond, and I forgot who the artist was until I had to that's, look it up.
0: That's odd because I like that song, but I f- hate Neil Diamond.
1: So, no, not the Neil Diamond. What is no? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so that's your number two.
1: That is my number two. So my number one
0: is the last chance we have to to crisscross paths on this.
1: Uh let's see if we cross the streams with our um proto packs or whatever. Pro- proton packs? Proton packs, proto packs. Probably not, my, ecto- my, ga- my gasms. Num- <laughs> my number one
0: soundtrack is the crow.
1: oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You we cross paths. Oh shit. For number one. Oh wow. <laughs> This soundtrack,
0: the crow soundtrack, it's kind of where I discovered alternative rock. Yeah. Nails, STP, yeah. Secure, Pantera, right. Machines of Loving Grace. Um, I had all that weird...
1: Helmet. Helmet, um, yep. Violent Femmes. Rage Against the Machine was on here. Oh, yeah. Henry Rollins. Yeah, Rollins Henry man. Rollins. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was quite influential.
0: It was enough to say, like, hey, this is, this is what's at the top of the pot that's boiling right now right this is the mainstream shit there's some there's some more there's some more down below there's more in the jar just there's you just got to dig down a little farther yeah see what see what else is in there it be it began uh let's see i discovered that album in 1994 early 95 and i've been in love with the cure ever since based on that song now i thought the cure sounded like that over the rest (laughs) of their (laughs) Like, not so much? Little did I know. A, like, little,
1: a little bit of a letdown. I'm not saying- nope, not,
0: that, no, we don't sound like that at all anywhere else, but- Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, is that not weird? That it's very weird. It's like, hey, we're going to go all out because I don't remember if they had anything else that was remotely significant of a release after 94 with that song.
0: Not, no, not like they had-
1: a, Yeah, the way yeah. that song just opens on that soundtrack, it's perfect. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah seeing uh what's his name brandon, brandon lee. lee running across the rooftops is trying to figure his shit out kind <laughs> of thing basically his origin story <laughs> but a, it's true what a loss that was too because that could have yeah. been
0: like if he if he'd stayed alive that could man been a because really that cool was the franchise. only
1: really good movie he made it really was because yeah. if you go back and if you try to watch anything else he made before the crow Because you can't go anything after The Crow. (laughs) And for those that are unaware of The Crow, uh, Brendan Lee died on set by getting shot with a gun that was loaded with a live round rather than a... um, A dummy. A dummy. Um, Yeah, anything that he released prior to that was pretty insignificant. It was sort of... It almost felt like straight-to-video stuff. It was was, canon-esque. That was nice. You like that? Yeah. Right at the end.
0: (laughs) Anything he did kind of prior to The Crow while having some success, but it had a Canon Films...
1: Yeah. It. I'm yeah. trying to think of one other movie where I remember seeing it and I'm like, this sucks. And then I saw The Crow. But I saw The Crow after knowing, obviously, that he had been killed on set. Yeah. And there's nothing in that film that I remember seeing that made me think, that's not him. So they shot like 98% of the footage.
0: It was uh, – Anything
1: re- that they shot was like –
0: secondary stuff. yeah secondary stuff they, they had to hire second unit actually, whatever I'm sorry. they did uh it was a computer composite actually that scene of him running across the roof right was composite
1: okay yeah kind of looked that way but yeah. it was kind of cool how that looked because it
0: was 1994 it was 94 and it was just that was, just... A, that, was an, that was an expensive effect back then exactly <laughs> it's a cheap it's a cheap way around a, a problem now hmm. uh yeah well i i wouldn't have it
1: was an expensive way around a problem then
0: I wouldn't have thought we would have locked up on that one.
1: No, I had a feeling we might. I don't know why, I just had this, I had a feeling that there's very good possibility because of how good that album is, and we do have a lot of similarities in what we like to listen to, to yeah, an extent. because we're both old f**kers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that STP song, it, The Big that, Empty. See,
0: that seems out of place to me
1: on that It album. almost does it seems out of place in the movie it seems out of place almost on the soundtrack but it made me enjoy them more because sure. that came out of the album that in my opinion is probably their best album
0: STPs? Yeah uh, Purple, is well, album. Purple is their best album well
1: Purple is their best album Core is second. is is second and then we don't really count anything
0: else anything else after that. ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit well way to end that up yeah um that's our pick six, gang. Yeah, we will be back next time with something because I don't know where we're airing this. No, um, this
1: is will be way out of uh, place, but <laughs> be fun to come across in a few months from now. Going, when did we do this?
0: I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember either. But if I can impart any wisdom to you, it would be
1: go pick up the crow. The crow soundtrack. <laughs>
0: well, that. But after that, it would be um, stay off of the moors. <laughs> Six-Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six-Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six-Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. In, In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad.